True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal and Renee. And we're so happy you're here to join us. We're doing a different case today than the Missy Beavers case. We're doing a very important case that happened right around the same time. And before we get to that, we're going to go ahead and read a review like we always do. We got a five-star review. Um, the person who wrote it is Mama Three Times. And she wrote, wow, five stars. Something made me think of this case. And I am so, she's talking about the Missy Beavers case. And I am so happy I found this podcast. I am local to the DFW area and was shocked to hear it's still not solved. This is an amazing podcast. These ladies go in depth. It's satisfying to have multiple episodes on the same case. I hate it when cases get skimmed. This show will keep you informed and entertained. Highly recommend. How nice thank, was that? Thank you for the five-star review. Yeah, and we need to ask people to... Uh, Give us some more reviews. We are, uh, we've, we've kind of uh, come to a place where we need some new reviews and let us know what you think of our podcast. And if you're listening to it and you haven't done that yet, uh, if you think we did deserve five stars, please give them to us. Yeah, please. And that there's um, on Apple, you can rate us five stars without writing anything, or you could give us the rating and then write something like this lady did. Or you can hop over to Spotify and they only accept ratings there. So yeah, those are several different ways. And if nice. you can hop on our Facebook page and give us a review, we'd appreciate it. Oh yeah, we can read that too. Yeah, your 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 positive reviews really help keep us going. They really do. All right, so um, moving on today, we are doing the Delphi case, which obviously is a very popular case. Um, it happened not long after Missy Beaver's murder, mm -hmm. and it, just like the Missy Beaver's case, there are actually a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a smaller jurisdiction. They have part of the, they have the perpetrator on camera. They even have some audio of that perpetrator, which is amazing. Right. But to think that the Delphi murders haven't been solved yet either is very disheartening. It happened on February 13th, 2017. Right. Um, and so here's the audio from uh, one of the girls. I want to tell a little bit about the case for those of our listeners that don't know. Yeah. Okay. So this um, happened, like she's like Crystal said, February 13th, 2017. Um, the two girls, uh, Libby and Abby, uh, friends, they were going to walk on the, I, f I don't know how you say the bridge name, Masson or Monsoon or Anyway, a bridge in Indiana that's very popular for sightseeing. People like to walk on it. It's um, And so they went to go do that. And the sister um, that you will be hearing here soon, she uh, dropped them off and was supposed to pick them up at a certain time. Well, she went to pick them up. They weren't there. And shortly after that, um, there, you know, people were searching, trying to figure out what happened, where they went, what, you know. And I believe they were found the following day, correct? The special guest you'll be hearing from today is Kelsey German. She is the older sister of one of the victims, whose name was Liberty German. Abigail Williams. And Abigail Williams was her friend, and who was unfortunately also killed. These poor girls were 13, 14 years old at the time. And they, one of them, I believe it was Liberty, uh, and she went by Libby. She did a miraculous thing. She videoed, uh, or actually Snapchatted, I shouldn't have said videoed. She Snapchatted, which in, in turn took a small piece of video mm -hmm. from this man that was following them. That's amazing that she had the presence of mind to do that at her young age. Obviously, she was in fear or she wouldn't have done that. Right, exactly. So she took that and... Police took that piece and was able to uh, 
let people see it and listen to the voice. And that's what we're going to let you listen to now. Let me try that again, y'all. I'm sorry. I got a new phone. I got an iPhone, and I'm so confused with it. <laughs> Let me try it again. So that's the clip that uh, Liberty took with her phone, Snapchat, and the police were able to pull that off of the um, – off of her, off the Snapchat website, I guess, and release it for people to hear so they could hear the voice. Somebody out there knows this voice. Um, and, of course, there's also the video footage to go along with it um, in hopes that someone recognized the person's clothing, the walk, any and, of it. And so much has happened since then. They have released, they initially released a sketch of someone who looked middle-aged, and then later... I heard Kelsey on Victimology, which is our friend Melissa's podcast, talking about how they had just at the point that she was on Victimology, they had just released a brand new sketch of a guy that looked totally different. He looked like he was 25 years old. So there's been so much going on with this case. And, you know, um, we had a very special guest of Joseph Scott Morgan on our show a while back, and he made an interesting comment about the vernacular, you know, not just listening to the cadence and the tone. And he was talking about the person, the way the perpetrator spoke. He said, guys down the hill, Mm -hmm. that's probably not a Southern man Mm because you don't really hear a lot of, that was his opinion. And I had never thought of that, but you know, you don't hear a lot of Southern gentlemen calling two girls guys. Right. You guys. Yeah. Yeah, that it's is just kind more of, of a northern northern thing, I believe. Because, you know, Joseph Scott Morgan is southern, and I guess he was pointing that out because he knows that that's not something he would have mm-hmm. gone to if he was speaking to young girls. Right. And, I know um, here we would have said, hey, y'all, or mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. something like that. Okay, so do you want me to play the – okay, so next we're going to have the um, – Doug Carter was the uh, – or is the uh, – with the Indiana – I don't forgot his position. Now I'm not good at that. Crystal's so good at remembering all that stuff. Um, he's with the Indiana State Police, I believe, and he Sorry. did a press conference and he talked uh, and had a message to the killer. And I thought it was interesting, so I wanted to play it for y'all. To the killer, who may be in this room, we believe you are hiding in plain sight. For more than two years, you never thought we would shift gears to a different investigative strategy, but we have. We likely have interviewed you or someone close to you. We know that this is about power to you. And you want to know what we know. And one day, you will. A question to you. What will those closest to you think of when they find out that you brutally murdered two little girls? Two children. Only a coward would do such a thing. We are confident that you have told someone what you have done. Or at the very least, they know because of how different you are since the murders. 
you have it. It's um, so wonderful how he addressed the perpetrator directly. Very personal. That I took like a lot that. of guts. Yeah. And his correct title was uh, police superintendent. Sorry about that. I uh, had forgotten. <laughs> um, and, I you know, he's, he made a good point. Um, how different a person acts once they've committed murder is probably huge red flags. So that could be something, you know, in the in the Missy Beavers case uh, that people could look for too. The way people, you know, act one time and then, you know, just like your children, they act up, they get in trouble, they act mm-hmm. differently because they, they feel guilty, they feel, you know, they have all these remorse. And that could be something that, I'm glad he pointed that out is what I'm saying. Right, right. It's very interesting stuff. Yep. And obviously we're hoping and praying just like the rest of you that there is a resolution in the Delphi case soon. And I guess without further ado, we're going to introduce the wonderful Miss Kelsey German. Thank you for joining us. Okay, welcome back to True Crime Broads. We are so privileged to have Kelsey German here with us today. And um, Kelsey, I heard that you graduated from college recently. Is that right? I did. I graduated from Purdue with my Bachelor's of Science in Psychology and Forensic Science um, in May. So just a, just a few months ago. Awesome. Congratulations. And I know that some of that was probably inspired. Your choices were inspired by what your family's been through more than likely. I think I've heard you say on other podcasts where you kind of wanted to get into advocating for victims and helping other people who have gone through something as similar to what your family has. Yeah, that's really where it started. I actually went to school. Uh, when I started out, I was doing communications and journalism. Um, so I kind of did a, a full 360, I guess, or mm-hmm. 180. It's like total opposite of what I planned on doing, Right. but it's so much more rewarding. I just met, I've met a really, a lot of really awesome reporters, but I think seeing their job made me realize that I, I don't want their job. I don't want to do that <laughs> ever. Makes sense. Um, so now I'm able to help people in a different way. So I'm able to advocate for them all the recording time recording in um, progress oh no sorry about that go ahead <laughs> it's okay um and so now i just i get to i get to spend time with people who are going through what i go through all the time and so that's what my goal at the end of the day will be to open my own practice and work with victims of trauma um forever and so i'm just going to dedicate my life to making something good come out of such a tragic event that is awesome. That is awesome. We're very proud of you. That's amazing. Um, my daughter just graduated college, so you're the same age. That's amazing. You're about 22 now. Is that right? Yep. Okay, awesome. Same as my <laughs> daughter. She's my oldest. Um, okay, well, we really appreciate you coming on today. And, I mean, all of our listeners by now know a little bit about the Delphi case. Some have done a deep dive. Others have probably just listened to the synopsis before you came on the air. Um are you, what are your thoughts, just generally speaking? Do you feel like the uh, Indiana State Police are on the right track? I, there's been updates here and there, nothing definitive. But from an, from where you're sitting, do you feel good about the investigation and what's going on? Are they keeping you informed? They always keep us informed. Unfortunately, they can't always tell us what is going on. So right now we're just kind of waiting for answers along with everybody else um but yeah i know that they're doing their job and they're working this lead to its fullest extent and so they're doing everything we could possibly ask them to do um and that's been the same 
from day one. They've never stopped doing their job. They've always been dedicated to the case and to the girls and to making sure our families know that and know that they are doing their job. Um, and so we're really grateful for them. We know they work around the clock doing the best they can and working really hard. I couldn't imagine having to look at all of the things they're looking at every day and not just with our case, but with other cases too, just, it has to be draining and just knowing the, the work they're putting into it. I just, I have a lot of, they all have a very special place in my heart. That is wonderful. To that hear. is awesome to hear. I mean, just um, knowing that they communicate with y'all and they keep you up to date and that anytime you have questions, you can email them or call them and they take your calls in your emails and respond to them, that is awesome. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. not all cases are having that experience, so that's exactly. fantastic. Um, yeah. What are some things that you would like the public to know that maybe this might be a good opportunity to get it out there? Um, is there anything that the public can do also to help? I think at this point we're just really pushing um, – the information that law enforcement has been putting out there. So um, we've keep talking about the Anthony Schatz account and that they're looking for people who may have been connected with this account. Um, and we're just so grateful that people are still sharing that and all of the other information that's been out there, the video, the audio, um, the sketches, I guess, both sketches. Um, people just keep sharing and that's what we need. We just have to keep looking for this tip until law enforcement tells us that we have all the information and our answers are coming. Right. This Is it accurate? I've read in the news that Keegan Klein, apparently using the Anthony Schatz account, spoke to one of the girls before the murder. Is, is that So accurate? we can't really talk about specifics with that. So what we say is we know that somehow he's connected to that account. Um, but we personally were never told how he is connected to our case or if he's connected to our case. Um, obviously, there's been transcripts put out there, so those give us a little bit of details, but law enforcement has never confirmed that he was talking to one of the girls, okay. um, to us, and I don't believe they ever have publicly either. Okay, good to know, good to know. Because the last thing we want to do is put information out there that might jeopardize the case. And that's what I think a lot of people don't realize is when they're putting that stuff out there, they might be messing things up more than helping. Um, Absolutely. Is there anything else you can think of that we could maybe as public and people who have a podcast could help people understand um, as we're waiting for answers? Because it's been so long for your family to wait. I mean, this happened in February of 2017, and here we are. September of 2022. I know that must be very frustrating. Um, what are some things that the public can do to help? Is there certain, uh, there must still be, they might still be wanting tips, I would think, even at this point. Are they looking yeah, for absolutely. tips from the public? They're always looking for tips and always, always, always turn in something, whether you think it might be small, it might not be important. You think, oh, absolutely can't be this person. Um, it could be that person. You're just, you just have to turn it in. Um, and law enforcement will look at that. They aren't going to get back to you every single time. I have people that message me and say, Kelsey, I sent in this tip. Can I send it to you to send to the detectives? Because 
I never got an answer back. I don't know if they saw it. Um, I guarantee you they look at every single tip, no matter what, no matter who the, it looks like they're looking at. You might think that it's Kegan right now, but maybe it ends up not panning out and that's not him. And your tip is that person. So just turn in the tip. Um, they read it. They go through every single one and they are all important. Um, whether you think it's significant or not, you never know what could come out of looking at that one single person or that one fact you found. Um, right. I think speculating, um, speculating in a right and ethical way um, is really important because I have had people come up with ideas that I, even now, you'd think I've heard every single thing, but people still come to me and I say, wow, I hadn't thought of that. Let me bring that up to law enforcement or let me look into that, look at that person or that account or whatever it may be. People are still coming up with new things to us. I don't know that they're new to law enforcement, but if they're new to me, then it could be new to them. So always share the information with law enforcement. Don't always put names out there publicly though. Um, right. You might have found this name and you might think, it's a great tip and you want to talk to people about it and I get that but just send it to law enforcement it doesn't all have to be shared out there publicly especially if that person ends up not being our guy and he is innocent they people have shared a lot of really bad people out there who have done bad things but um there also have been a lot of innocent people hurt because people speculate about them and share their names or their photos so just be kind and speculate with integrity and empathy and continue to send law enforcement the tips that you you find and hopefully those tips will bring us a resolution that is great advice yes. yeah i was gonna say that was excellent advice and we couldn't agree with you more because we see that each and every day some people and and they, and they just continue to uh constantly uh, accuse these people of you know different things without any real basis for it so it really makes it hard for people that are innocent so i agree with you so much only um, a couple of our listeners knew you were going to be on today because they follow Delphi closely and they contact us a lot. So mm -hmm. I did have one listener ask a question, um, and I have a feeling you can't answer this, and that's okay. We'll go ahead and throw it out there. But he was asking if he he thinks that um, Keegan's dad looks more like the sketch. Are, do you know if they're looking at both of them? I have no idea, um, and if I did, I probably wouldn't be able couldn't to be talk able to, much yeah. about it. But um, yeah, we try not to speculate too much on that, and especially with all of this new information and or things that are happening, rather, um, all of the stuff that's going on right now, we just aren't putting our whole heart into it right now, which is why we're not talking about it. We'd never want to talk about a person, any any single person, right. and then it ended up not being our guy right. and we've talked about them and we're like, wow, that could, that could be our guy. That couldn't have been our guy. Right. Um, we just don't put our opinion out about any of that. Um, but also we don't want to get our hopes up. So we try not to focus too hard on these things when they do happen, because just like countless other people whose names have been put out there, if we focus on this, one person or two people or however many people are bringing up lots of names with this new information i suppose right, but right. um 
if we focus on any one of them and we get our hopes up and it's not our guy, that's just more emotions that we have to deal with later. Um, and we really can't handle that. We've done it several, 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 several times now. Um, and we just can't, we can't put our heart through that every single time. Well, and it's possible because from the outside looking in, whenever we saw the Indiana State Police took Klein out of jail and they did a search, it's possible they were just searching for the horrible content and the porn stuff that he had. It might have been a hard drive down in the water, you know. That's what Bobby Chacon mentioned, and that could be true. Mm -hmm. An FBI investigator that was on our show once, he um, was speculating online and saying, may have nothing to do with the Delphi case. They might have been out there searching for stuff from his computer. So that's an excellent point. Mm -hmm. We really have no idea, the public, what's going on with that. But naturally, people want this case to be solved so badly that you see some movement and everyone gets excited. Right. And so especially with this right now, like there are other cases going on in Peru. There are other things that have happened. It could be a big coincidence. I'm not saying that it is. I'm not saying that it's not. But right. um, if we just can't get our hopes up on that one thing, especially since nobody knows right now, law enforcement hasn't confirmed anything right. um, to us or to public. So like it's just a waiting game to see what this is and what's going to come of it and I think eventually we'll get to know those facts but until law enforcement comes to me and says this is why we're searching the river this is why we were looking into the account this is why this person's name was out there this person or whatever it may be until law enforcement comes to me and says that I I try not to focus too hard on it well I only had one more question from a listener and that was do you think that they're on the investigators are on the right track, but you've already sort of answered that, you know, mm. so probably they are because they've been working hard. I know. Right. And they're doing a lot of really good work. And I know that they know a lot more than I do. And they know a lot more than any single person that follows the case. So um, knowing that I know that they would not be following a lead if they didn't have a reason to. And I, I just have a lot of faith that they're doing the right things and hopefully it comes to a resolution eventually. Right. That's great that y'all have a great relationship like that, a working relationship and you have respect for them and you're able to, uh, you know, realize what you should and shouldn't do. So I commend you for that. Um, tell us about, I know you've done a lot of things for your sister and her friend's uh, case uh, advocacy wise. Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah. So I really started in 2018, I went to CrimeCon and I started meeting a lot of really awesome people who unfortunately had been through similar things as me. Um, but all of these people were on different paths. Like they had a solved case or their sister was missing or they're really working hard because law enforcement wasn't doing what they should have been doing and continue to not do what they should be doing. Um, and when I started to meet these people, I realized that I just had a passion for helping them and for fighting for my sister. Um, I realized that I was able to reach a different demographic of people. So I was able to reach the true crime community. And most of them were a lot younger than the people that my grandparents were reaching because they were doing newspaper articles in local news stations and not a lot of people my age were watching 
Channel 18 News in Delphi, Indiana, and it wasn't getting out as far as I knew that it could. Um, so at that point, um, I started doing podcasts. I created my Twitter account and I just started messaging people and I would get a hold of someone and they'd be like, absolutely, let's cover your case. And these were these were not the types of things that we'd been doing previously. We didn't do a whole lot of podcasts. I believe we did a couple, but at that point, podcasts and social media just weren't on our scene. Um, I had no idea that podcasts were really a thing. I, I'd heard of them, but I didn't realize how popular they were. Um, so once I started my Twitter account and I started messaging and I started doing all these podcasts, it just kept getting bigger. I made a bigger support system of people who had been through what I'd been through. And because of that, I was able to share Abby and Libby's story all over the world. Um, I've talked to people in Australia, the UK, and it's just, it's everywhere um, because I'm able to do podcasts and YouTube channels and all of these different things. Um, we got on national media because people would see my Twitter account and they would message me and I would be like, grandma, look at this. Do you want to do it? And we would just go. We did absolutely everything that we could. Um, and we continue to do that even when we do take shorter breaks. Um, and we also do conventions. We go to CrimeCon every year. I actually have a couple conferences coming up. So we travel and we talk about the girls and share their story everywhere we get the chance to. Um, I've even been asked to talk to college classes and high school classes, and I'm able to share their story with all of these countless people that continue to come. Um, new people come up to me all the time and are like, I don't know how I live 35 minutes away on Purdue's university campus, and I have not heard of this case. Um, so that's what I do. I just keep sharing because I know there's going to be more people um, that haven't heard of them. Um, and I do that for other cases too. So I make friends and they ask about my sister and I'm like, yeah, but you've heard of them now. Look at all these other cases you can learn about too. Um, there's just so many, so many people that need your help out there. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're just able to share the story and hopefully share the story of so many other people who unfortunately were taken way too soon. Um, that's wonderful. And I'll keep doing that forever. So now right. that's my job. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. We, so we actually saw you at CrimeCon in, Aust in Austin. A couple of times. <laughs> we just never could edge in that you were always talking with a group around you. And we thought, well, we'll talk to her at some point. We yeah. never got to. It never worked out. <laughs> we yeah. tried. We didn't yeah, want to. Yeah, we did. One time she was at the bottom of the ele uh, escalators, remember? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, there's like oh. three or four people there. We're like, we'll do it later. It seems like every time we saw you, like we were yeah. at the wrong angle and you were busy. But um, There's yeah. always people around. Never feel bad for coming up and interrupting. Okay. I love, <laughs> we'll I love next meeting time. people. Okay, yeah. we'll do that next time. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we love CrimeCon. Um, are you going on the cruise? I am not. Yeah, we saw Cheryl McCollum's go on. We love her. She's been on our show, and I know you know her, too. I think the first time I saw you on, heard you on a podcast was on our friend Melissa's show, Victimology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. I think that was the first time I'd heard you. Me, on, too. Mm -hmm. On there, so. Right. But yeah, is there anything else you wanted to share with us? Do you have any more questions? Tonight? I do, actually. Oh, good. I'm um, so glad. What is, um, is there a reward in this case? And if so, how much is it? Let me look what it is now. <laughs> um, I used to know, but it seems like it keeps going up. 
and I don't want to be wrong. I saw it a mail, but I didn't <laughs> want to say it because like you said, I was afraid that wasn't accurate. So I thought I'll just ask. <laughs> yes. So we, there is an, a reward. Um, it's at just over $300,000. Okay. So, yeah. Or, yeah. 300,000. Okay. So it's pretty high. It actually went Amen. up recently. That's why I had to look, um, because people do still keep donating to that. A lot of those are pledges, um, but the pledges haven't really went away. I think I've only seen it go down maybe once. And um, and I don't even know if it really went down. I think maybe it was just like the number we had was different right. than what maybe law enforcement had at a time. Right. Um, I'm not really sure how all of that works, but I know that's what it is now. And I, it was like a we had a hundred thousand dollar donation, I think. Wow. Maybe yeah, last year. That happened I remember that. Right around the time we got one well, I say we. Um there was a hundred thousand dollar anonymous donation uh for the Missy Beavers case and it was literally oh. days after y'all got yours. So we think it might be the same person. Yeah, we think it might be the same person, but yeah. Pretty it was pretty Maybe. interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, what about a billboard? Is there a billboard out there? There used to be, I don't believe we have any any longer. Um, In the very beginning, we had a couple up around Indianapolis, so not too far from here. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think they stayed up very long. It just wasn't. We were doing so many things like media wise that we didn't think it was something to keep doing. Um, I do think it helped. I don't think that it didn't help, but it was just another thing to remember to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Which we just had so much going on in the beginning that that wasn't one of our top priorities. Is right. there a relationship between um, your local pol- between Indiana State Police and local Crime Stoppers? Is Crime Stoppers involved in this case in taking tips? I don't think so. I don't believe okay. so. I think our tip line goes straight to the FBI. Oh, okay, great. But we did. We were on. Um, John Walsh's show and they did have a tip line through them. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's still open. I'm sure you can still call them and they would get it to the right place. But yeah, I saw the number and I saw the, um, like a, there's an, a specific email that goes to the sheriff's department, right? That is correct. And that's actually what they ask people to use first. Mm-hmm. So the phone number is great. It gets to the FBI, and then FBI will give it to us, or not to us, but to law enforcement um, that is working directly on the case. But if you sent an email with a tip, like I get I get books. Like people send me these huge emails. They're like pages long. Um, you can't do that in a phone call on a voice message. You'll only be able to give two minutes of talking or whatever it is on there. But if you have an email sent to them, you can put all of your information in one place and it goes directly to them. It cuts out the middleman. So that's nice. really what they ask is to send a, send your email to them. It does get there. I know people don't think that it does, but it gets to the right people. That's awesome. <laughs> I bet your family is very proud of you for all your advocacy and being sort of the face of this case. I, bet I hope so. Yeah, I know they must be. <laughs> they are. They, sure are. they are. I promise. <laughs> they're probably thinking, um, we're so glad she's doing this and, we, you know, we don't have to do it. You're younger and you can, you know, appeal to the younger crowd and all that. 
some some of the times I do like when Anthony shot stuff came out I did take a really long break and I started sending everybody to my grandpa because for a while everybody was messaging me and not him and that's fine I don't mind because usually I'll if I get 10 requests I'll give five to him and I'll do the other five and we're pretty good at splitting that up between us um but for a while I was just saying sorry I can't here's my grandpa's phone number and so he was like Kelsey what'd you do everybody's calling me and I was like I'm done I need a, I need a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> because when when those big things come out and you're getting 20 people calling you and there's there's a couple that are just so persistent way too persistent that'll message me like four times in a day and they're like Kelsey did you get my text Yes, I got your text. I promise I'll answer, but I just don't always answer right away. Now, are those and members so, of the public or is that members of the media? Media. Usually oh, wow. usually not podcasters or YouTubers. Usually those are bigger news stations or um, maybe not big. Some of them are local. They just, they need their story by five o'clock and they're messaging me at one and I don't always message you right back at one by one thirty. So mm-hmm. um, that happens. And usually those people definitely get sent to my grandpa because he will tell them like, you can't rush us. If you want to talk to us, you're going to have to wait sometimes. Like you're not always going to get your story at five o'clock from yeah. us. Especially yeah. if, if you message us at 1 PM and you want me to talk to you by four, like, that I probably still need to shower. I need to put on a better shirt. Like it just, it just can't work. That <laughs> yeah, is that, how they operate sometimes. Yeah. We've, we've, we've actually been through that. And so I can only imagine what you guys were. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it can be pretty bad. So usually I give those to him and he'll, they usually stop messaging me if I do that a couple of times. Yeah, that works. <laughs> it does work. <laughs> Um, okay, so do you want to give um, everybody the the number and the um, the email to contact if they have any tips? Yeah, absolutely. So the tip line phone number is 765-822-3535. And then the email is tip at com. Awesome. All right. Anything else? Um, is that all your questions? I think so. I think that's all. My, so the tip line is 762-822-3535? 765. I'm sorry. Eight. Okay. I got it wrong. <laughs> Renee had it right. Okay. okay, thank you. We just want to double check because we're going to say it again on our other um, episode, our other intro, I mean. And that's why I asked because I had a total different number on here from something I looked up online. So that was that was the a, FBI number? I, I don't know. Okay. A different number. There, there used to be another number mm-hmm. and possibly another email. I, I can't remember if there was an old email or not, but um, when they released the Anthony Schott's information, they put out this new phone number, which is what's on the on the flyer on my Twitter account. And I, I believe I've shared it on Instagram, too. Okay, um, and then shortly after that, they actually took off pretty much all of the descriptive details on the flyer. So there's not really a whole lot on there now, except 
the reward and the email and the new phone number. Okay. We'll definitely be sharing this on the True Crime Broad social media as well. Right. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being on, Kelsey. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Yeah, we appreciate it. I think I got I think you think covered good. everything. Okay, if you yeah, ever think I'm of good. anything you would like for our listeners to know, please don't hesitate to message us. You've got us on Instagram there. and Or if there's an update in the case and it's something that you can share or something new that needs to be shared, let us know. We're yeah. happy to do that too. If there's anything you need from the public, let us know. And we would love to have you on maybe someday. Hopefully there'll be a break in the case and we'll have a, a happier episode with some resolution. Um, okay, well, thank you so much for being on, Kelsey. We have hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank Good you. Good luck with everything. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Yes. Yeah.